Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome to Anime Real Talk, where we share our honest opinions on... Anime, Japan, news, and much more. It doesn't matter if you're new to anime, if you're a casual or a complete weeb. Join the conversation here. Today, I'm your host, Ramin, and I'm joined by... Taha. And Ross. Welcome back, guys. Welcome back. How's the new year going for you guys? It's going pretty well. Yeah, it's okay. Um, I've been thinking about a lot of stuff, especially in terms of London and, you know, <clears throat> what I'm going to do in the future. Um, right, right. Yeah, there's, there's one thing I actually wanted to ask you guys. Like, do you see yourself staying in London for forever or like a long period of time? And mm. this question is coming from more around the price point of view, like how no. costly it is. Probably not. <clears throat> I don't know, man. I feel like um, as someone who didn't live in London, like you guys lived in London your whole lives, but as someone who grew up in especially like growing up in Qatar because when I was living in Qatar there wasn't much there it was kind of like I moved I had just moved from Abu Dhabi and Dubai which had just developed themselves when did to you the move? point of like so so when I was I was born I was basically one I moved to Dubai I lived there for like two three years of my childhood and then I moved to so I don't really remember living in Dubai right. and then I moved to Abu Dhabi hmm. and I lived there until I was 12 and then I moved to Qatar but basically like by the time I got to 12 I was actually like doing normal human activities in Abu Dhabi because they just right, had yeah. like built all the malls yeah. and um, they had really like revamped the city. Yeah, yeah. So it was finally got to a point where it was actually like a, a really good city to live in. Like they had so many up and coming um, things that they were building and things like that. And then I moved to Qatar and it was basically like going 10 years back in time. <laughs> and it was like really, really at the beginning of its revamp process and building process. So then by the time I left, they had just started, like, they had just finished building, like, all the malls and yeah. activities and outdoor areas. Hmm. So I feel like I've already lived such a huge portion of my life living in, like, somewhere with nothing to do that now that I moved to London, I can't see myself leaving. 
I feel like even though we can't go out, right. just knowing that there's a possibility that COVID will end and I'm going to be stuck in like somewhere doing absolutely nothing or not being able to do like going to museums or going shopping or whatever, whatever it is that I couldn't do for most of my life, I'm going to be like pissed at myself. <laughs> so I think for me, I kind of want to stay in London for as long as possible. But I can understand if you grew up here and spent your whole life here already, why it would be attractive to move somewhere else. Yeah. So like my, my opinion on that is obviously I'm from London, grew up here, spent most of my life yeah. here. <clears throat> I've kind of seen it for what it is, right? I've been to yeah. majority of areas, right? There's so yeah. much new things always happening in London, right? That's why I yeah. like it. I'll always yeah. like it. But in terms of cost and stuff, I feel like it's becoming so much more it's becoming difficult to kind of buy a property here or even yeah, like crazy. put down roots so there's this whole idea of like <clears throat> mortgage first renting and then yeah paying like an absurd amount in the city center or even like zones two three four yeah. and yeah. now because of the covid hit and a lot of people are working more flexibly i've been thinking about potentially moving like out of london but like still close enough mm. to commute in yeah. um so yeah, that's like one of the things I've been thinking about, <clears throat> and I, I'm 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 a city guy, right? So I, I always kind of yeah. like to be feel connected, and yeah, you know, it's the idea of meeting people, new people, uh, just having everything to do at the <clears throat> your finger fingertips. Yeah, well, I was gonna ask you guys: Do you when you go somewhere on holiday or go to the countryside, do you ever feel weird because it's too quiet? Uh yeah. <laughs> or, do, or do you or do you like it? No, no I I dislike quiet areas yeah because I, I don't know just wherever i've lived i've always lived next to a main road especially like in the middle east and the roads obviously like five six lanes mm -hmm. half the time like the minimum a road would be is three lanes so for me um when i whenever i would go to wales to stay in my grandmother's house yeah. it's like in the moors and stuff so it's like it's not really there's not many cars and it would always make me feel really weird i'd have such a trouble like such trouble sleeping yeah for weeks like because I, it's too quiet yeah i think the thing with me was i just feel so disconnected it's like i'm not at the yeah. heart of something i'm just like yeah exactly off on the side somewhere it's like i'm yeah. not getting the full value of kind of life i'm not in yeah. with the most people and it feels like i'm not experiencing as much as i could you know that yeah. is 100 percent going to change as you get older like yeah that's you, what i was thinking when you get older well. you're going like, to want to move out now, of the city yeah and um it's pretty interesting because i was reading an article as well and this is more around tokyo and japan right and oh. there's a certain talk news. <laughs> there's a certain japanese city which is gaining interest among families um and even renters but it's yeah. it's not in tokyo um, okay so there was there's a large database uh searching website in japan called hmm. sumo and okay. essentially you search on there for properties and, and stuff mm. it's a it's a real estate website essentially and yeah. what they revealed was in 2020 there was a new city that was the most searched for uh mm. i'm pretty sure you guys probably, probably probably won't be able to guess because there's so many different places like around tokyo <coughs> the greater yeah. tokyo area um so this one's that. actually in saitama prefecture and it's called wako Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's got a it's got a strange name. Um, yeah, but if you search it where it is, right, it's basically the more north of Tokyo, uh, okay. northwest kind of, right. <clears throat> and obviously, there's like many reasons why, uh, 
but I think the main reasons they were saying is that it's a convenient place to live. It's got easy access to mm. uptown Tokyo, right? Yeah. But it's also got privacy, um, and it's it's more of a laid back, calm suburban area, mm. away mm. from like the hustle and the bustle or like the city life. Yeah. Right. And it's also getting some more regeneration. Like the station is getting uh, refurbished. There's like certain yeah. buildings popping up, which will have, uh, which will house more offices, shopping outlets, um, apartments, restaurants. And Wako itself is very, very well connected. It's got like the yeah. Tokyo Tubu line, um, which connects like Ikebukuro. And, oh, damn. Okay. Yeah, Big station. Exactly. Yeah. And other like hotspots in Saitama. Yeah, <clears throat> such as uh, you know what Kawako. the you know what the thing is though, like w- when you compare London to Tokyo, the basically the entirety of Tokyo is just like Zone One of London. Yeah. Um. So I feel like when you're talking about people moving out, like when we're like even in Zone Two now that I moved to Zone Two, I feel like it's still less metropolitan than anywhere in Tokyo. Like Tokyo is such a metropolitan city. Like it's all buildings. You, I mean, not not the whole thing. Like, obviously, they have. You can go down a side street, and it will just all, all be small, um, traditional Japanese houses. Like, it's such a weird city. Yeah. But I feel like we can make a generalization to say that the majority of housing there is quite metropolitan. Yeah, yeah and, and I think that that's the difference with London, right? So London has like a lot of suburban esque hmm. areas, even within Zone Two. So even where I'm living now, there's like. There's flat blocks, right? Yeah. Like big flats. But then yeah. at the same time, there's like so many semi-detached housing mm-hmm. and like people owning like big houses. Yeah. So it's such a weird, weird area. And I feel like maybe Wako is the same thing as like living in zone two, but it just, I don't know. Yeah. I think the thing is like Tokyo is massive compared to London, right? Yeah, yeah it like is. Like it's yeah. so much bigger. So even if yeah. people are moving out to Wako, like that commute into Central is probably going to be quite a while. Because it's, yeah, it's not close. True. It's not really close at all. Um, I mean, even traveling to the airport is like an hour. <clears throat> like yeah. from from Shinjuku, it takes like a like straight up like hour hour and a half on the train. Yeah, and and like when you look at when you look on the map, it looks relatively close, hmm. but it's still like an hour. Um, but yeah, obviously, like moving out into more of a suburban prefecture, there'll be cheaper costs. So I think it's yeah, it's a general trend, kind of you know. Now that the virus is going to hit, the pandemic is hopefully going away. People don't see mm. the urge to live in a city center. Yeah. And I was feeling that kind of same feeling. Yeah, I think a lot of people are. But I feel like it, it still depends on, on what your work's doing. Because I've seen a lot of companies and a lot of companies have come out and said that they're going to expect people to go back in the office when COVID's over. But I feel like there's certain types of people that need to be in the office and there's certain types of people that don't. And I yeah. definitely do not like being in an office. <laughs> I've, I've really like, I've really liked and enjoyed working from home and having the freedom to manage my own time. Because for me, when I'm in an office, it's more of a distraction mm-hmm. because there's so many people and so many things happening hmm. that I can't keep focus on my work. And there's always someone who wants to talk to you about something. Yeah. And I think that at home, I can kind of just go into work mode and just bang out all of my work yeah, without yeah. being interrupted. And then like, even when I'm at, on my lunch break, I can still have an hour long lunch break, but I can do something that I actually enjoy. Like I can sit and watch anime. Whereas I feel like in the office, 
I can't, you're kind of forced to do things dependent on what's happening and with other people yeah yeah exactly and uh, it's not to say that I don't like socializing with other people like sometimes I really do like it but you know what it is like if you're in an office five days a week yeah sometimes you just want to have an hour on your own but it's kind of difficult because you're in a confined space with a bunch of other people so I don't know I'm actually hoping like the working week changes Um, yeah I'm hoping it does even though I like working from home like a lot more than being in the office like that one or two days in an office i i don't think i would mind it if it was like yeah one or two days is fine just come in for monday tuesday and then the rest of the week just do what you want yeah but yeah it's it's dependent on like your individual circumstances your job uh a lot of tech careers that more on the side of you know work from home if you can yeah i feel like if i had the opportunity i i would probably be more inclined to to move out of london but as of now, I don't really see myself getting the opportunity to work from home all the time. So I feel like for that reason, I would definitely stay. But I can see why. Maybe maybe not like completely out of London, but maybe farther out in the zones, like in a weird mm. area, like a zone five, where it's basically not in London, but you still have the tube. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's probably something I'd think about. Yeah. Um, have you guys been eating anything strange or have you made anything recently? No. I don't eat strange food, unfortunately. <laughs> I was straight fortunately no. for me. I don't eat strange no. food. I don't Bang. eat. I don't eat. Like, I'll eat, like, say, something exotic that's, like, you know, like, fucking octopus or some shit like that. You know, or live octopus or something. Because that's, that yeah. I wouldn't count as, like, strange in a sense where it's a mishmash of bullshit. You know, <laughs> just a mishmash of sh- stupid ingredients that should not yeah. go together. Like the fucking Oreo and Spam McDonald's burger that they released <laughs> for like a fucking what? what the fuck does that even mean? It's not in Japan, Oreo but and spam. like I know Japanese like McDonald's do some dumbass menus, <laughs> but this is in China. They released like a McDonald's um, Oreo and Spam the chocolate Oreo, burger. yeah, yeah, chocolate Oreo and oh, Spam wow. burger for a day. A mayonnaise? <laughs> with Wait, just with just Oreo. for one day? Yeah. And the thing is, you know, the funny thing is, it's spam like the actual company spam. Yeah. That's spam. It's not even mm. like some kind of original McDonald's made spam. It's like you buy the spam, you put it in the McDonald's bun, and then you buy the Oreo, and then you put it in the McDonald's bun. <laughs> Yo, the greatest food collaboration ever, yeah. McDonald's X Oreo X Spam. To, to be honest, I feel like, the merch. I feel like it's, a, it's a ride of like... Uh, when you're traveling, you have to go to a fast food place like McDonald's or KFC, especially yeah, in Asia. Yeah, you said this before, but yeah. I didn't do it. It's a rite of passage. I, just, I was just eating in all the traditional places, but I think next time I go, I have to. Yeah. But I am not. I'm that's not like eating this burger is just an instant D bomb. Yeah, like exactly. you're gonna just go home and just shit yourself. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Why would you eat this? That's just it's just a waste of money, man. Oh yeah. uh, to be fair, I just looked it up. They're two dollars, so. Maybe wasting Fuck $2 that, isn't that bad yeah. to say you ate but this, but I just feel like the the subsequent fucked up stomach yeah. from eating this probably isn't worth it. Yeah, but apparently there well, was uh, 400,000 of them made, right? And they were split across Mad. like 3,700 uh, McDonald's locations, right? And yeah. they were so popular, most of them sold out by lunchtime. Why? Uh, I, I, I just feel like it was probably more Instagram, you know? Oh, I tried. Yeah, this. probably. This. Like, oh, yeah, I'm I an tried. influencer in China. I bought this. Yes, I'm famous. Hey, I looked at the Oop picture it. of it, and and I thought that the 
the white there's like a white sauce on the top. I thought that was the Oreo stuffing, but it's fucking mayonnaise. Yeah, exactly. That's what I said. So it's so it's mayonnaise, Oreos, and spam. Yeah, that's and disgusting. that's it. It sounds like filth. But um, that's I, th- I think in in Japan itself there was katsu chicken curry McNuggets. So yeah, to us, it, it doesn't sound that. doesn't sound bad. Sounds shit. How? <laughs> but you wait, wait. You you like chicken katsu, right? Yeah, but f- nuggets. Yeah, it would just be. That sounds so horrible, chicken man. Flavored. I don't know. It's uh, it doesn't sound. I, I think the sauce would be. Oh, actually, no. It says sweet curry. The thing dip. is, though, like if you think about, it, I kind of agree with ramen because nuggets, uh, a nugget is very thin, yeah. and katsu chicken is normally very thick. Mm. Yeah, I think they've so, just spreaded it with panko breadcrumbs and just called it katsu. To be honest. Yeah, probably. Stupid. I don't know if it's actual katsu, but it's just a chicken nugget spread in like crumbs. Yeah, I saw the thing that that also confused me is um, it doesn't seem like it actually comes with katsu sauce. It just comes with a regular like curry sauce from McDonald's. Yeah. So I was like, why are you calling it that katsu is curry? Not... And then it comes with like that next like disgusting curry that sauce. That curry event. sauce well, isn't even curry sauce. I, that's just another white made thing, like another like non-Indian, <laughs> non-Indian like made thing. That's just like a stereotypical, oh, this is what curry tastes like. Let's make a sauce out of it. That's what McDonald's right, it's thought. It's just like, it's basically Stupid. just sweet and sour sauce. Yeah. Yeah. So apparently it's actually coming to the UK. And oh, it's going to no. be released in stores around the UK from the 30th of December. So it's actually okay, already, boys, already out boys. by the time this releases. We're, we're, okay. I had the but spice. Bef- look, I had the spicy one and that was so shit. <laughs> the spicy ones so were really bad. I shit. tried them. I'm not going to do another new McDonald's. I was like, going to say, boys, what we have to do is we have to get the chicken katsu nuggets from McDonald's and the chicken katsu strips from Sam's and and do a comparison oh fast food chicken katsu. Sure. katsu. Yeah, let's do it. I think nuggets Sam's is going to be better. Um, bro, I can't believe that Sam's has chicken katsu though. Now we, now we finally have a reason to eat it. I would never eat that normally, but yeah. now we got so a reason. Bad. Let's do On it. On the topic of weird food... Um, I don't know if you guys saw this earlier in the year, but McDonald's in Japan released something called an adult cream pie. <laughs> is that so? Is that even legal? Apparently, so Japan. basically, what the, the, they literally so so it's called otona no cream pie, which translates to adult cream pie. So this is what they sold, right. and um, basically they had a, a a white one and a and a and a like brown one. And it's supposed to be like a vanilla custard and a chocolate custard. Okay, okay. And when I saw the article about it, the article was written in like, basically it was like, oh, it's so, it was so thick and creamy that I didn't know if I could handle it. So I was reading this article and I was like, what the hell is going on? Like the guy who wrote this article definitely knew what he was doing. Yeah. But then when I saw the the pie, it's basically like an apple pie. Yeah. But they, they filled it with either Belgian chocolate custard or vanilla custard. And... When I think about it, it would actually probably be really tasty. Mm. Like it would probably the be a really good dessert for them off. to always sell. Yeah, I saw the pictures. But I just can't believe they called it that. Like, why did they call it adult cream it's, pie? It's because Japan, like I, th- in my opinion, I think Japan in the world is one of the most perverted, like openly perverted <laughs> countries. No, but I, I think it's 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 just wrong in terms of like naming. I don't think they did it yeah, on why purpose. Did, but that's my point. Like, why did they name it? I think that? it's just why lost in translation. Saying. They're, just, they're like, just openly pervert. Like perverts, <laughs> like every, like Japan, the country itself is just openly perverted. I mean, think about it. Maybe to them though, it's not perverted, right? Stuff, like maybe like stuff like. I mean, just, think about it. The normal. word hentai means pervert, right? Yeah. But 
they made a whole like culture out of it and stuff like that. And then they've got the groping <laughs> girls. Do you think in okay, what, trains what do you and think? shit Ch- like that? Chicken versus egg situation. What do you think happened first? Do you think that hentai the animation was made first, or do you think no, that the word, the word was made first and they named it that? I think the I think because the word means pervert. It got yeah, I'm, I'm it got lot in, it got made into the oh okay you know what we can make perverted cartoons or perverted manga but then for the foreigners that just means it doesn't mean pervert it just means a genre of said uh, thing so so I found out right it's it's definitely been lost in translation so there's two words right so the actual mm. the actual pie right is called otana no cream pie okay and yeah. Um, Otana is new, normally used to describe confectionery with less sweetness, mm-hmm. aimed at more adult uh, adult palates, right? So they just but they basically like made the, the English, English translation, translation stupid <laughs> translates into adult. Cream so pie. I'm saying, bro, I'm saying, I'm telling you, Japan, it in my opinion is the most openly perverted countries after Amsterdam <laughs> or like Amsterdam and the Am- like <laughs> a, a city. Amsterdam as a city is like allows everything, right? So like. They're like but neck they're, and neck. They're not, they're not perverted. Amsterdam's not like... perverted. They just allow the adult stuff. But Japan, I think, tops like they're like number one. We are openly like perverted. <laughs> everything, everything you hear about us, it, like a lot of weird shit, it's all perverted stuff. Always, every Bruh. time there's something weird, it's always something like perverse. Like I was reading, <laughs> I was reading this article. Apparently, you know the, you know how they have like um, college entrance exams, like university entrance yeah, exams. Yeah. yeah. That's like the day of the perverts in Japan. Why? Because they know they perverts target that day to go on trains. Because they know oh that girls, man. girls, girls who who are who are running to go to their exams will not say anything to the gropers. They will not call the oh, police because they're too oh, they're crazy. too they're too scared that they're gonna be late for the exam and then ruin yeah, their life. Actually, on the subway they have female only carriages. I think we talked about this in a previous episode. Tala, didn't you sit on one? <laughs> you like ride a bunch of stops and then realize you're on the women's yeah, carriage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's like, the first time I, mean, I went there. <laughs> look, the fact that they have a women only carriage yeah, just yeah, goes yeah. to show how pretty, I think I don't mad. think it's a funny topic. I think it's a really bad topic. The fact that they have yeah, a yeah. day of perverts yeah. on the train. It's like yeah, bro, the government shit, knows about this shit, but they're not gonna do anything about it. It's like that But that's no like sense. a I don't know, that's like uh but a to cultural know, thing. I feel like it's, it's, weird, a, it's man. educating it's, people yeah, to not do it. So I was I was able to use the Kaijin card, so pe- people around me probably knew that I had no idea where I was sitting, so they, they didn't yeah. really yeah, care. Yeah, it makes sense. They kind of just sense. like kept looking at me, and at first I thought it was oh it's because I'm foreign, right? I'm not from here. Yeah. Then I then yeah. I looked at the floor. Okay, yeah. and it's pink. The pink and it's, floor. It's, it's, it's and a, it's got the women's. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't have the women's oh, symbol. Man, yeah, it's got the women's symbol and like a dress. Okay. The thing and was, then, I almost went on. I almost went on it. Yeah. But I saw the fucking women's symbol, and I was like, "Oh, this must be the women's carriage at the front of the train." Yeah. But you were just like, "No, fuck it, I'm gonna just sit down." Yeah, because nice I was cool like, pink mm, "This is my first train ever. I'm just gonna get a seat." <laughs> <laughs> on your That's first true. train ever. That's yeah, true. yeah. I and I realized the same thing. If it's not fully obvious, if I'm like looking at my phone or some shit, and I get on the train. Like I'd probably do the same thing as Tala, but obviously now that I know that there probably is, it's at the very front of the train. I'm not gonna go on it. But the Damn. fact that they have that stuff, like that's what I mean yeah. when I say it. Japan's like the mo- most openly like perverted yeah, yeah, countries. Yeah. They're like they're like, oh yeah, we we do this shit. It's fine. <laughs> you guys might well, think it's weird, but we think it's fine. It's like it's bro, it's weird. <laughs> it's not <yeah>. fine. <laughs> 
I got um, I got one more food food uh, oh, article please, that I saw. Not another one. No. So there's so there's one last one that I saw that I think is worth mentioning. Yeah. Um. So a Japanese pork cutlet chain. So I don't know if you guys know what these are, but basically in Japan Katsu. they have different chains oh. that are to do with uh, usually like rice and a type of meat. So they Ooh. have beef ones, they have uh, chicken ones, um, and they have pork cutler ones. So oh, basically it's like a, an area that you go to to get a very cheap meal. Okay. And it's usually nice. businessmen and you just go in, like bang a quick meal and you leave. And um, basically this one chain unveiled the latest food fusion. <laughs> Oh, no. And it was a cornflake chicken <laughs> <Huh>? katsu bowl. <laughs> so like breakfast and lunch combined. <laughs> so, so basically, instead of using breadcrumbs, they used cornflakes to coat the chicken. Oh. And it's like full full pieces. It's not like they smashed them to, up. To, like, to I know I've tried people... that. I've tried it. Yeah. But bro, the, like I've tried it, but like smashed up. I have never seen one that's like the whole pieces. Oh. Like oh, if you see the pieces of, of chicken, they're like, they're like a potato. Because there's so much cornflakes on the outside, uh, and they're huge cornflakes. But to be honest, it's actually quite bomb. Like I, I liked it when I had it. Like if if, if yeah, you have it's really crunchy. Yeah, yeah. If it's 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 another substitute for you know panko breadcrumbs or any other kind of breadcrumbs. If yeah. if you if you crush them up finely and you coat like your meat in it. <clears throat> but that's the key, right? Crush it up finely. Yeah. But these ones are just they've just banged a box of cornflakes straight in the chicken. Let's <laughs> <laughs> have that, right? Yeah, it's, it looks it looks pretty wild. Like I can't imagine, um, I can't imagine eating it like normally. Like imagine you were you were walking past and you saw your colleague eating the cornflakes That's out of a rice bowl with shit. like mayonnaise on it. You'd think that this guy was crazy. <laughs> you would definitely. Yeah. yeah, it's like the crazy oh, well, anyway, wonders. Of that, that's that's all I had. Japanese that's all I had in food. terms of food. Yeah. Okay. Um, I have another one which is not related to food, but it's more of like. Okay. Um, I'd say it's more of a positive outcome of this whole mm. coronavirus situation. <clears throat> so it was recently yeah. kind of announced that a lot of the Japanese airline staff would be reassigned to work as shrine maidens in different shrines oh, across uh, Tokyo, Japan <clears throat> during, you know, the coronavirus travel downturn. So I think this is a really good, like, wholesome story where Japan's though. kind of reallocating people to work elsewhere because um, I don't think you see this in a lot of different uh, countries how much do um, shrine maids make well I, I don't know about their salary but um i assume a, that's gotta be a not salary a cut like a straight just cut i mean it's better than not having a job honestly yeah but, exactly yeah, so better than not having a it job. was mainly the japanese airlines so jiao employees uh from the fukioka airport so they will start working uh as shinto shrine maidens <clears throat> And Damn. there's like a whole video as well, like of them undergoing training of how to like uh, do the daily rituals, how to like deal with customers, <clears throat> the etiquette. What a job change. Shit. Yeah. That's a straight <laughs> but, up career change, bro. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the, the Western example of that would be like if you worked for BA, like British Airways, and they were like, you're a nun now. Yeah. <laughs> go be a priest. Like go, go be to a this nun. church and you're a nun. But the interesting thing here, right, is working as a shrine maiden doesn't require uh, taking long-term vows, like in terms of being a Christian nun, right? Yeah. And the only thing it does require is knowledge or specialized vocabulary and etiquette. Okay. So you, you don't need to kind of like change religion or adopt a religion. Relig yeah. You just need to treat pe people properly and in a certain way. Are shrines yeah. very religious places? I thought it was like just more spiritual. I thought Japanese people were more spiritual than 
religious. It, I think it depends. Shintoism is uh, is a yeah is is a very spiritually based uh, religion or following. Yeah. Um, but the shrines are are also. I feel like the shrines are also a cultural thing. They're not yeah. just religious. It's like everyone that goes to them isn't just going exactly, to the shrine exactly. because they believe in Shintoism. They're doing it because it's like, oh, I, I want good luck, thing. so I'm yeah, going to yeah, go yeah, yeah. and um, like get a blessing or whatever. Like it's not, it's not. You could you could not be following Shintoism and you'd still go because it's right. a cultural thing yeah, to yeah, do. Yeah. Mm. so it makes sense and there's a lot of cultural things in terms of the processes as well because when you go to a shrine because because i went to one of the biggest shrines as well like meiji jinju when i was in yeah uh, i went there yeah it's beautiful i will speak about that yeah amazing um but when i went there there was different kind of um amulets and presents and kind of stuff to ward off and give good luck Um, and there's a certain way and manner that people give those to you and how you kind of purchase those as well as like certain rituals where you can you can't go how you give the money how you how you you, like you have to wash your hands with the water before you go in and Mm. things like that yeah bro it was so funny when i was there there was a guy so obviously they uh i don't know if anyone has been to japan or seen what the shrines are like but they always have a little well type of situation where you take take a big ladle and you kind of get the water and you wash your hands and there was a there was a like european tourist there uh, my man just dipped the ladle in and was just drinking the fucking water oh no and i was looking at him and everyone was looking at him like all the japanese people looking at him like what the oh yeah because it was summer guy? right and then and then he started gargling it <gasps> and he spat it back in the thing and this I was is some like, next level logan paul shit bro <laughs> I, was, I was looking at the guy i was like what are you doing Yo, are you sure yeah. that like, wasn't I, logan paul he, that you saw? he definitely watched the wrong youtube video no 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 i was logan there paul. in japan i mean he, he watched, watched he watched the wrong one. Oh yeah yeah he watched the wrong thing yeah that I was guy like, was watching logan paul videos this guy but i was sure. just looking at and, and obviously someone came up to him i was like you can't do that but i was like if you just saw like maybe 30 people go and wash their hands for like two seconds and you go inside the, the shrine thing. why would you why would you start gargling the water yeah. and spit it out and I think, I think the funniest thing is right uh when you walk into meiji jinju there's obviously that area where you wash your hands but nearby is a fountain where you can get water oh yeah, yeah. and you know what when i was there i forgot to, I, I never mentioned this i don't think i've actually told anyone um, when I was there, who's the guy that's in Riverdale? Which one of this, the Cole, like Cole Sprouse or Dylan Sprouse or whatever, which one does Riverdale? Uh, one of them, guys I think it's one uh, Dylan, Dylan Sprouse. Probably Dylan. Bro, we, me, me and uh, my girlfriend were walking and, and he bumped into me, like just like walking past and he said like, oh, sorry. And I looked at him and he could see that my eyes were like, oh shit, it's that guy. Yeah. Yeah. And then he started walking like him, him and his girlfriend at the time. I think she's also famous. I think she's a model. Mm-hmm. Uh, my girlfriend told me, but I had no idea who she was. They just like power walked yeah. to, to kind of get out because I had realized who he was. And I think that there was a general buzz. Like people were kind of clocking that it was him. Yeah. But then there were mostly Japanese people at this part of the shrine because they have uh, like a flower garden area. And right. there weren't that many. Yeah. If, uh, if I was you, I would have there. power walked up to him. Bro, I wanted to go up to him and just be like, Sweet Life of Zack and Cody was fire. Yeah, thanks Thank for the you. memories. No, you should have just <laughs> said that while he memories. was... You should have just been like, Yo, Sweet Life of Zack and Cody is lit as I he's power walking te- up. I was, teasing, <laughs> yeah. I was teasing my girlfriend so much that I was going to go up to him and just be like, Sweet Life of Zack and Cody's primetime TV, bro. Like, Riverdale's nothing. Yeah, <laughs> you should yeah, go back yeah. and make Sweet Life of Zack and Cody reloaded when or something. I, yeah. like, when I see I like, was, famous people uh, out about in central London, I don't actually ever go up to them. Like if they walk past, yeah. I'll, I'll like shout something. I kind of feel like, bad for them, man. Like imagine, like every day you go out, you're you're. What are you thinking about? Like someone's gonna come up to you. Like how many people are gonna come up exactly. to you today? Like 
Yeah, you know you John Malkovich. Yeah, I yeah, saw him in. Uh, you know, you know where um, that small audience is in Leicester Square. Yeah, the one where they usually used to show like just exclusive like anime stuff yeah. and stuff like that. So I saw him on that road because he was doing a show next to that audience. There's that theater, right? Yeah, and he was doing he, a show there at the this? time. Uh, John Malkovich. Big big name, bigger really big than name. <laughs> bigger than my sighting. Yeah, but, but I, yeah, I yeah. saw I saw Tom Cruise as well near Chinatown one time. Yeah, so like, oh, but this was this was like us guys, ramen. Just don't say a story anymore. No, like this I saw like I saw him and I and like he realized that I I knew who he was and I was just like yo yo I really like your work and I just walked up walked off and then he was like yeah, yeah thank you and because if you ask them for a yeah, picture a normal middle, interaction just, I, I just wanted to say hi and say that i appreciate yeah. his work and he was like happy about it and then we just went off on, on, on our ways but then yeah. behind me there was someone that was like oh yeah can i get a picture and he was like no i don't do pictures with with people outside and i was like i respect <laughs> that i respect i was yeah. like yo and the guy and the other guy was like what do you mean and he got kind of pissed and like walked up and i was like bro yeah. this guy's this guy's yeah, out here just human, chilling yeah. He's it's not like in that. the red carpet. In the red carpet, he'll probably give you a picture, but like mm. they say, he's he's going about his daily business. Leave him <laughs> exactly. alone. And um, Tyler, you're probably excited when you saw Tom Cruise because he's be. actually shorter than you. Yeah, yeah, he is. He's like <laughs> he's, he's like five. He's he's like five seven, right? Yeah. Or nearly five eight. And Man's I'm, a midget. I'm like five nine, nearly five, like five ten ish, around that height. Yeah. So when, when I saw him, it was like, hmm. But like. Like yeah, at the time, it's that busy as as fuck place to go if you're. But he he was he, he, he wasn't he wasn't in central Chinatown. He was like oh, off okay. one of the side roads when you walk okay. up, and, and you just happened to. And like he, walk he was past getting him. into a car. Yo, oh, okay. a lot yeah, of people, a lot of famous up. people actually do that in like Chinatown Soho. So they're not in the central, but they're on the side roads. You know the guy. Um, you guys watched Maze Runner before? Yeah, yeah. You know the guy who's called Tommy. His name in what? real life is also what is it? the the, the white like? guy. So like out of the three trio, there's Dylan O'Brien, there's the Korean dude, and then the other blonde kid. Oh yeah, who's also yeah. pretty famous. Oh that guy, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't remember what his name. He was like a he was like a yeah, really his famous. Yeah, his name's character. Thomas or whatever. Yeah, Thomas. Yeah, yeah, Thomas something. I don't remember what. Yeah. Is the main guy? He's yeah, one of the, the main, main guy. Yeah. The main guy. Oh, one of the main three. His name's Dylan or no, 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 no not Dylan also. O'Brien. Oh okay. The other one, the blonde one. I don't. I don't remember. Oh, the blonde one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you were talking about the main dude. No, 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 no not the main. Not, 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 not Dylan O'Brien. The other guy. So the one that the British. Have one. you guys seen uh, the Queen's Gambit? Yeah, yeah, that that guy. That yeah, guy, so that guy. guy. Yeah, yeah, that okay. Guy uh, so like, I saw okay. him, and then we just like, I didn't say anything because he was like, on the side, on like the side road, one of the side roads in in um, uh, Soho. He's yeah. going into a pub and he was like having he, he was having a cigarette. He realized that I realized who he was. And we just like did a nod and like a smile and we just parted ways. I didn't want to like interrupt <laughs> yeah. him because he's just about yeah. going about his daily business, you know. Yeah. He's in yeah. a pub chilling with his, his friends. He's like having a smoke. And I was just like, oh yeah, I acknowledged. And he realized that I like knew who he was. I just went about. Because I hate stopping. I get that they're famous, but they're, I also have to keep in mind they're normal people as well. Yeah. They're only famous because exactly. we, like, we like their movies and they have talent and stuff like that, you know. Like you yeah. see a lot of famous people in 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 Chinatown in Central London. Yeah, know? I saw uh, Tom Hiddleston. Really? Oh man! Oh yeah, yeah, no, I didn't like see. I saw him because he was doing that show in next to yeah, the yeah. audience. So I was I was actually walking by when that show finished, and there was Bro, basically there was so line. many people 
um, just online. just like chin in there. So I was like, definitely something's happening. And then there's that theater near the near the end of Chinatown. Kazing, uh, yeah. After yeah, show yeah. meet and greet. And there was just basically a picture of like the the main actors and actresses yeah. on it. Yeah. And it was Tom Hiddleston. And then I asked like somebody who was chinning there, and then she was like, oh, um, at the end of every show, like every day, Tom is Tom Hiddleston comes out um, from the exit. Greet. And then he'll basically yeah. say hi to people and like uh, take a few pictures and then he'll go. Yeah, yeah. And he then, does like um, a meet and greet before yeah. he leaves. And and luckily, like, <clears throat> I I didn't I didn't even wait like ten minutes. It was like five minutes, and he just popped out. I was like, oh okay, that's pretty cool. And I was like, I just carried on. I was like, I don't really care. I just I do what was, he wants. He was doing that show yeah. for like about a month there, and he was doing it almost like every single like main show. He was he would do it afterwards. So you'd see him on the weekend, just like a line of people going around the whole of the theater, mm. just waiting yeah. for for him to come out and like you know do do his little meeting. Yeah. So like I'd yeah. see him like every other week weekend. Mm. Okay. Just there. Um. Yeah. Anyway, back to the shrines one. Uh, just a quick one. Yeah. When I first went to Meiji Jinju, I kind of got lost because I came through yeah. like a park entrance and I couldn't really tell where it was because yeah, the, the trees are nice. massive. Like yeah, yeah, that, that was amazing. When I saw yeah. them, I got so happy. Yeah, was, I think I don't know if I mentioned this before, but I just love big trees. Yeah, it, it's really <laughs> surreal. Like I felt like I was yeah, in a different sick. different world completely, right? Yeah. And I remember when I was walking through that park area, just trying to find out where the shrine was, just following random mm-hmm. um, like signs. It was yeah. so peaceful. Yeah. And it was mm-hmm. just serene. And it, I was just like, this is like a whole different world compared to um, like even central Tokyo, like even though this is yeah. in Harajuku, right? Harajuku is like one of mm. the busiest places in Tokyo. If you just 10 minutes down into like the Meiji Jinju shrine area, it's yeah. a whole different environment. Yeah, you get that in a lot of places in Tokyo. Like when I was there, we had an Airbnb in a place called Teitoku, which is uh, quite central, but not like all the way central. It's it's like a, a stop closer to central Tokyo than... Um, what's the place that has the really big shrine... Starts with an A. Oh, no idea. Akatsuka or something. Yeah, you know, yeah. So it's, it's that one. So there's, it's like that one's kind of farther out than Taito. So Taito is a bit closer to central Tokyo, but it was, it's like more of a living area than a big area for anything. Like it was mostly just residential and there were some houses, but uh, so, sorry, some schools, but it was so quiet. And literally, you walk like 20 minutes down the road and it becomes so bustling. And like full of restaurants and and all types of stuff, so it's it's weird that you can just be in, you can still be in Tokyo, but it's like completely dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, interesting. And it's, it's the same thing with the Imperial Castle. If you go to that, that is like literally that area around the castle. I called it the Japanese Canary Wharf because that's <laughs> oh, what it looks really? like. It just looks like Canary Wharf, but it's all around the castle. And when you're in the castle, other than some tourists, it's so quiet. And there's so many different places to go in that castle park. Like because I was playing Pokemon Go when I went, yeah, I was I found like so many different viewpoints and waypoints because on the game it was a Pokestop, so we ended up oh, going no. to all these places that we normally probably wouldn't have gone to. Yeah, because I was playing the game and I found this viewpoint and you can look out and it's really really high up because it's on kind of a mound and you can see out straight into like all of the Japanese Canary Wharf and it was so sick. Oh damn! And that's like I think I there's not much to actually see there. Like you can see the castle, but there's not. You can't really go into it. You can't really... There's not, like, much to see. So I'd recommend it more if you just wanted a quiet day in a park mm-hmm. rather than, like, to 
go and see something super interesting. But yeah, it was it was pretty cool. And I agree with you. Like you can be in the heart of such a busy area, and then you go into a park or something, and it's completely dead. Yeah, and I feel like that's different from London because if you go to Hyde Park on like a normal oh hella busy normal yeah. day when people are yeah. alla- are allowed out, all the parks are busy yeah. here. Holland Park, Regent's Park, whichever park you go to, it's just crazy. Yeah. But it's kind of like what you said. It's a bigger city, so the parks are way bigger as well. So I feel like there's yeah. less chance to bump into people. Yeah, but I think I think the general line of that story and the conclusion of that story is a good thing that these companies they're trying to not lay off people. They're kind of just trying to yeah, yeah exactly. push people to different areas around. of work. Um, and speaking of work, uh, the last news story I have is the least stressful jobs uh, ranked by Japanese uh, people. Okay. okay, so there was a survey that went out, <clears throat> I think uh, last month or in mm-hmm. November, and mm-hmm. it was a survey to find out which jobs are essentially low stress in terms of their opinions. So they interviewed like men and women of all different ages um, to figure out, you know, what uh, jobs they were doing and their levels of stress. Yeah. So <clears throat> apparently, the fifth, the fifth least stressful job. Can you guess what it is? Oh man, I don't even know because Japanese people work normal. so damn hard. I feel like it's not going to be. And there's so many random jobs answer. as well, right? Postman. Yeah. Wait, what did you say? What did you say? Postman. Postman. Oh, close, close, but no. Oh it's, shit. It's uh, waiting tables. What? Yeah. You know what? Waiting I can kind of see that because is... most people in. Oh, actually, no, I can't see that. Now that I think about it, because in Japan, it's it's the customer is like seen as a king, right? Yeah. So if, you have to really be super courteous and then you don't get tips either yeah so the tables is stress man yeah so the reasons behind people not thinking it's stressful uh, and people who actually do the job as well they said it's not stressful they go even though there's a little bit of you know physical activity and there's constant interaction right there's a lack of deadlines and quotas they they don't really feel that stress compared to a normal commercial yeah i can i can see that and they go like that reduces stress levels and they even said that they love food and they love people. So they're in that job to kind of work with people and mm-hmm. work with food. And every time, because Japanese people, they're mostly polite. So every time yeah. they got encouraged and someone said, you know, the food looked good or thank you very much or everything. They, they really, happy. yeah, they really felt happy and they felt encouraged. And they said what that a difference. their Only work responsibilities Japan. were very standardized and easy to yeah. understand. So they could always come to work with a similar, the same kind of mindset. And it would be very, it wouldn't be stressed because they knew what they're yeah. doing. Yeah, that's... You know, in the West, pretty much all of the jobs involve, uh, like all of the least stressful jobs in either are a doctoral job that is easy to do. So it's like being a specific, like maybe... Um, I don't remember what they were, but when I looked them up, I think one of them was was like, um, it was a heart doctor, but it's not one that does surgeries. It's just one that like evaluates oh, your heart. Okay. So it's like, it's those types of really weird specific jobs that you don't have to do too much. And obviously you have to go to university for like 10 years to be a doctor. But then after that, there are certain doctoral specifications that you can go into that yeah. are... Um, I don't even know if doctoral is the right word. Like, no idea. You, basically, if you become a doctor in a very specific thing, it mm. can be very non-stressful depending on what you go into. Oh, right? yeah. And then the other the other side of the least stressful jobs are always to do with data. So it's either being like an actuarial scientist, but not necessarily being an actuary itself, like sometimes being a, a very specific actuary. So that's like someone who works with insurance and works with a lot of data 
to do with insurance. So is that uh, America and stuff? Yeah, yeah. This is no. This is just like the West's perception, oh, okay. like America, Europe, yeah. the UK. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because um, um, I think so. They're always like to do with being with either something very specific and and non-threatening to do with that healthcare or something to do with data where you don't have to interact with people and you're just working in spreadsheets. That's what the the like West thinks of yeah. non-stressful jobs. So to hear waitress or yeah, waiter is... is very very different and that's the complete opposite yeah. of of the jobs that we think are non-stressful yeah i think there's a big different culture here i think in, oh, for sure. yeah. in america i mean europe d- is a lot more stressful just just sitting in a restaurant you can hear people treating waiters like shit yeah. here all the time so imagine exactly it's, i mean it's definitely a flip side to to be in japan and be a waiter yeah. being, and it, it's interesting yeah yeah go ahead, Robin. it's like being in japanese like being brought up in japanese culture you get taught manners you get taught like discipline in the West. Yeah. Like, like it's, Western, it's more Western, Western families do not yeah, teach their kids manners or there's no, there's no such like strict, like, Oh, you need to have manners and this is discipline. Mm. It's more like free for all. Yeah. Yeah. Do, do oh, whatever I, I you want. I just found the I'll, best example. Like I'll give, I'll let you do what you want. I agree with what you want. And that's why parents get treated like shit by their kids all the time as well. <laughs> like, yeah. No wonder. I feel like, in in the east in asia and stuff it's more co-op <laughs> yeah, man. yeah it's co-op free for all in the west <laughs> yeah <laughs> no, don't give a no shit about nobody <laughs> yeah i had to get a cod analogy in yeah. there real quick no um, no no wonder we live in the in the in the worst in the worst states in the west right now especially during the pandemic yeah yeah and the east is like yeah 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 you lot are fucking fucked up <laughs> well you say that but japan actually closed uh travel i'm pretty sure yeah again yeah. Good thing yeah, that they, they did. It it's so, increasing everywhere yeah. again. So, good thing yeah, that they, they open did. and yeah. then close, and then open and then close. So, so back to back to the article. The fourth yeah. uh, kind of least stressful job was actually data entry. Okay, yeah, yeah. so Makes similar sense. one. Yeah, exactly. Because, uh, like you said, right, it's they don't really have stressful deadlines, right? Yeah. There's not really many quotas. You're just there typing in uh, cool. numbers into a spreadsheet yeah. or into a database. Yeah. And yeah. people who work in that job, they were saying, you know. They can do it at their own pace, um, yeah. and they don't really need to communicate much. So they're just def- nice. left to their own devices, really. Right. Really nice. it, so even in, though it can the, be boring, they yeah. enjoy it because it's very low stress. Hmm. I feel like for us in the West, though, there's still deadlines, but it's just that we have such stressful work sometimes that it's uh, it's not like being uh, being like working with data. When I said that, I meant more like someone who does. Um, like data graphs and provides data to like a salesperson like you're 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 evaluating data you're not normally like just typing it in because i feel like when you're just typing it in they want it as fast as possible to be typed in in the west so in japan that's another difference mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and i think you'll be interesting interested um interesting yeah. and actually i want to know what the first one is yeah i think you'll be surprised by the third one oh, the third one okay yeah, it's, it's not what you expect and i think it's going to be another cultural difference like uh okay. the previous one which was around uh, waiting. Okay. All right. The third one is a uh, sales assistance um, in retail. Wait, oh, no, man. no, there's no way that sales assistance in Asian <laughs> countries is not stressful, bro. They give customers stress. 
I go to a shop in Korea <laughs> and it's like, can I help you with something? Can I help you? Constantly, constantly. It's like they're rushing me to shop. They, that, I guess that's why they're not stressed because they're yeah, not they're, taking they're, the stress. They're giving they're us passing stress. passing the stress, yeah. Oh my God. I cannot go shopping in Korea ever without someone up my ass. Like, yeah, I, I just oh, avoid eye contact. Can I help you with this? Or do you need help? And they're always like, they always have a specific phrase like, welcome to this place. Let us know if you need any yeah. help. And it's like, yeah, you told me to let you know. Don't come up mm, to me. They, they follow you. I'm no, legit, they follow Bro, they're you. trying to be helpful. But it's yeah. too much. It's, it's adding stress. Yeah. It's like you can, you're making you can me tell, want you to You can show. tell Roman's a London boy. <laughs> I cannot. He doesn't want help. He's like, fuck off. I don't yeah. want your help. I just want to. Yeah, man. It's like, I, I, I want it to be where. They're trying to do co-op shopping it's with you. too Roman, much. And you're trying to do free-for-all shopping. It's too much. I need, yeah, shopping needs to be free-for-all, man. Like, I'll come up to you if I need help. <laughs> Like it's too much. Yeah. It's like it's constant. That's the thing, and I know yeah. that in Japan they do that as well. Because I've seen like videos of like inside stores, and they're always like shouting this phrase like "Welcome," and it's always in like this yeah. really like cutesy. I don't know what it is with with yeah, Japanese. Bro, it's like so nice. It's a different, well. it's a different pitch to how they talk. Hmm. I just thought I, I think I told you guys about this, but when I was just in the lint shop in in one mall in Kanazawa, it was just the nicest shopping experience. Like I just wanted to try. Some of the Japanese flavored, uh, you know, you know, Lint do those chocolate balls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and like they're all these different flavors. So they had good. like some some different flavors in the Japanese one. So me and my girlfriend wanted to go try them. Matcha. And all I did was I tried one of the woman gave me a free sample. She was so nice and polite, and she gave me a sample of one of them. And I said oishi. And the rest of my shopping experience was just like all paid for inclusive like <laughs> she was just a nice she just made sure she was like oh do you want to try this exclusive flavor we have these like special oh ones she was like opening boxes God. for me oh damn i had to walk i had to walk away and buy some because she was just being so damn nice yeah. but I, I can see that i don't know though because being that enthusiastic and nice must be taxing yeah so i can't yeah, that's i'm shocked what, that's that they would say that it's, it's not stressful yeah. yeah i think it's obviously dependent on like individual preferences but the people yeah. who responded to this uh survey and who worked in sales right especially yeah. the sales assistants they literally kind of identified as being extroverts and they enjoyed uh, okay. they enjoyed chatting with customers right talking to people and they yeah. they were happy in the sense that they liked the product as well so they so i feel like that's another difference yeah, right? they enjoyed like, selling yeah, people what they were actually working with yeah yeah because people here i feel like just become sales assistants because it's an easy job yeah. to get into try, try to get money it seems like they're yeah they're going into it because they want to talk to people it's, yeah and they actually feel like a sense yeah. of pride if they sell something yeah. like i've worked mm. retail in the past but i didn't give a fuck what i was selling <laughs> right you see the funny thing is right it's again a cultural thing it's because people there are polite yeah, because Rama, you work for Uniqlo, right? Like a Japanese company. Did you not have any of this instilled in you? <laughs> Fuck no. Do you know the amount the, the amount of shit people we get in the store? Oh my yeah, I'm sure people god! Are so rude to you. This is people are so shit. Uh, another, another difference. Pe people are just rude it's, to you here because in the West, people are rude. They have mm. no manners yeah. and they have no like kind of like there's no discipline. But in Japan, yeah. there's the there's the, oh, you need to be like, you can't be too loud. You don't want to be yeah. annoying to other people. You have to like respect boundaries yeah. and stuff like that. Which... Bro, the train is such a pleasant experience. I mean, obviously we said that those grouping, if you're a female, yeah. but using my male privilege, they were, they were very peaceful. I mean, when, when I was there with my girlfriend, we didn't have any run-ins with anyone. Um, so probably because I'm six foot three. And like, yeah, true. <laughs> Two hundred pounds of pure. You're intimidating. Like, Western to the meat. Regular so they probably didn't, didn't come anywhere near us. But yeah, it was it was it was just nice to be on a train and you could think. 
hear this so loud. Oh, it's Especially annoying. Especially people yeah, playing yeah. stuff out loud on their phone. Like, just put your headphones in. Exactly. Like, I can yeah. see you have headphones. Yeah. Here, people are just annoying. Trying to I feel like that is a big difference. People, yeah. people think that oh, that everybody has their own rights. It's like yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I have the right to do this. I have the right. Yeah. So but just keep it and checking yeah. it. Bro, you're you're yeah. you're on the tube. You're not the only one on the tube. Everybody else is on the tube. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shut the fuck up. What's the what, what's the second one? I want to know yeah, what the okay. second what's one is. I think you one? can guess this. Is I think this one's kind of universal across different countries. Just think, just think of a a very less uh, or these kind of stressful job you can think or one of them. I don't know. For me, I feel like a, a non-stressful job is like being a gardener. Okay, yeah, it's, it's not that far. Okay, <laughs> um, barista. Base, no, no, got, <laughs> no, barista must yeah, be. That must be people stressful. Are, people You're are making in the morning with, with their coffee, man. Yeah. You gotta get them the coffee and fuck off. That's and not, then if the coffee's not good, they're gonna blame you. Yeah, even though they'll they come back and like uh, spill it on your face. No, it wasn't that bad for me, but I don't know. Yeah. Oh man, I like making coffee. Wait, you were a barista? Yeah, for like a year. He's honestly a man of oh, all man. trades. Yeah, man of all trades over I here. Damn, it. I didn't know you were a barista. I enjoyed it a lot. But I left, Damn, I left to the manager. But yeah. yeah, unfortunately. I don't know. Whenever I'm making coffees for people, I feel like I have so much stress trying to make them a good coffee. <laughs> so I can't imagine doing it for a job all the da- all the time. Mm. Now you get used to it. The more you like, for, for me, I realized I start off where I'm like, oh shit, I might not be able to do this. And then I get used to it. And then I'm like really good at mm. it all of a sudden. Yeah, like, I feel like what, once you learn it people. and it becomes standardized, you you know you're going to be outputting the yeah. same stuff again and again. And yeah, Ramen, what latte art were you banging? Improve. Oh, Pret doesn't do latte art, so I never learned that. Oh, damn. Yeah, okay. that's the only thing have. that I... You should have. That's yeah, you should have just learned it anyway. Just put yeah, some hearts, just put there was, some hearts there was on no it. opportunities for me. It was, it's kind of sad. Like, I, yeah, that's yeah, the one thing that I was looking forward to, like, as a barista to learn latte art, but Pret doesn't do latte art because you don't sit in... And they don't give you. We don't give you cups. Yeah, that's true. It, well, it's just like the prep cup. You take it and go, kind of mm. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, being a barista is not the least stressful, uh, according to it's this nice. survey. Sucks. Second least stressful job is admin work. Huh? Ad- oh, what? So like being a secretary? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like just working in an administrative work weird. environment. I can't imagine that that's nice. Well, I think I, I think nice? I think it's fairly standardized. They were saying. Um, there's not really many issues oh, so you don't have to think you have your much, so you yeah can you, kind of... you have your few tasks like oh organize this set up that meeting yeah. um make sure this newcomer comes into the office you know make sure they sign in here like th- those kind of jobs which is very very yeah. admin uh hmm. interesting yeah and you you don't really work too much with people so th- there is a trend going on here where the more extroverted people who enjoy less stressful jobs they work in like hmm. uh these kind of cafes or these restaurants yeah. as well as shop shops and retail yeah whereas the introverts who like less stressful stuff it's more sitting yeah. sitting at your desk like data mm. entry admin work stuff like that mm. what's the what's the least stressful i want to know what the top one is yeah so Something the culturally. least stressful is warehouse slash factory jobs what <laughs> yeah how yeah so apparently they're actually very, very popular for people who prefer to work alone and to follow a kind of rigorous standard procedure where the machine practically does most of the work. Oh, you're and right. They, they don't it's need different speak it. to be in a factory in Japan. Yeah, they, they said they just essentially quietly work uh, by themselves, for themselves. They need to concentrate like very, they need to pay a lot of detail and attention to what they're putting together and what they're putting to the machine mm. and what the machine's giving back. 
right? Mm -hmm. And there's no particular skill required. So a lot of people can jump in there whenever they want. Yeah. And there, there's no kind of like politics or you need to do this and this and this. It's just very mm -hmm. standardized uh, mm. work, essentially. Yeah. <clears throat> Bro, yeah. Japan okay, Japanese cultural enough. differences from the West, yeah, like Asian man. cultural differences to the West, just goes to show what the least, like how most of the ones that were on there are stressful here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Even yeah. warehouse working here is stressful, bro. Yeah, Holy yeah, for shit. real. I mean, like, wasn't there that thing in Amazon where they weren't letting people go to the bathroom? Exactly. So most people were wearing nappies. Oh, yeah, that's Stupid. crazy, man. No wonder yeah, it was like, like five-minute breaks, right? Over yeah, like, two yeah, hours that, or three yeah. hours no, or something. They're like five-minute... I mean, sometimes what places do here, I'm not saying that Amazon did this, um, although I, I think that working for them was not nice for warehouse workers. Um, like... Uh, my my sister worked in a museum for a bit hmm. and basically what they did was they they only gave people shifts in like shifts of four hours so that they only had to give them like a 20 minute break oh a day. that's such a dick move that's no like, no sorry sorry it wasn't 20 minutes it was 15 like, minutes yeah it's 15, 15 minutes. minutes so the walk from there from the exhibits that they had hired people to do the work was a 10 minute walk to go to the cafe inside the museum so you couldn't even God, buy food damn. you had to buy food before your shift because if you walked to get food from there, you would have to run back. So you can't eat and like sprint back because you have to run. It's not just like a, it was like a brisk walk there took 10 minutes. It was a pretty big museum. Wow. So you'd have to literally run back. And by the time you ran back with your food, you couldn't eat it. How are they allowed so like to a do stupid shit Crazy like situation. That. I, I feel like it. this stuff doesn't happen. I don't know if it does happen or it doesn't happen elsewhere. But if people are saying that they enjoy these types of works... I can't imagine that they treat people like that. These are these are Western Western capitalist loopholes. Hey, that's what. Let's, they let's are, bring bro. out the sickle and hammer, boys. <laughs> <Fucking> <laughs> or is it hammer and sickle? I don't know how they I say it. I don't know what it is. Like, this I'm, is, I, this like, is the solo cue. <laughs> I don't want to go into all that madness about like, but that's that's definitely like a Western capitalist move to be like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what? We're gonna make as much money out of you, rinse all the all the energy out of you. Mm. but only give you 15 minutes and the 15 minutes out of the 15 minutes 10 minutes is your walk to the cafe yeah so you don't even get to eat well pre pro premium segue here on the topic of capitalism and and money <laughs> and buying things um i think it's time to introduce a <laughs> capsule catch-up yep. so this is this is something after last week's mentioning of the capsules and and uh the instagram stories Seems like they're quite popular. Yep. So we're going to do a little quick five-minute capsule catch-up. Um, that has a I'm nice ring to it. kind of take you through some of the new or maybe even old capsules that have come out that are, yes. that are pretty wacky. Okay, okay. So uh, wacky probably on Instagram, I'll start doing a story where I post the capsules that we talk about this week. Go on. Um, so, the one, so there's two that just came out. Okay. Um, uh, one that I'm going to save for the end because I think it's going to outshine. And then there was another one that I noticed. So basically, the the one that I found that was uh, super weird was um, it was a mini karate chop roof tile that you actually destroy. <laughs> so huh? basically, you go and you put your four hundred yen coin in, you get your capsule out, yeah, and it's two cinder blocks, and then like up to I think it's up to four mini concrete roof tiles. And you basically 
stack them up like you were doing it with normal karate blocks yeah. except they're absolutely tiny because they come in a capsule toy yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and you can get different colors and the different colors are di different rarities <laughs> and <laughs> you basically you stack them up and then you break them with a karate chop so you're literally buying it to break them and they actually break <laughs> and they had yeah they actually break and they had other toys that went along with this so you could get the karate toy you could get the karate roof tiles and then you can get other things that you can use to break the tiles. So they had like a little wrench or a little crowbar or a little yeah, yeah. baseball bat. Or you could either just chop it with your hand or you could get a different toy that kind of works in tandem with the roof tiles. Lol. So I just thought it was so weird that you're literally... I mean, as I said, like the weirdest ones for me were, were like the emergency exit. Yeah. <laughs> and this is, I feel like even... I don't know if it's even more weird than collecting emergency exits uh, but to collect roof tiles yeah to, like, to be honest, it's a pretty pretty wacky yeah. one uh, i feel like it's just one of those random trends that japan picks up and then people <laughs> just go crazy around it because like i was i was also reading that article and there just seems to be like quite a few famous people just recording themselves building uh building that uh, small kind of um the tiles the roof tile thing, breaking yeah. it like a karate yeah, chop. Yeah. so i think it became one of those kind of like, meme online trends like, oh, like yeah, yeah. earlier Just last like year viral trend yeah yeah it's still crazy it's weird but yeah people were collecting i mean think about how many you'd have to buy to get a big stack you'd have to buy a bunch of them just to break it yeah <laughs> interesting so that was that was one of the weird ones um another weird one i saw this one was from it's actually from 2019 mm. um but i didn't see this when i was there but it's definitely a weird one so it's kind of like the urinal one but basically it is um, collectible Shiba Ainus taking a piss. <laughs> so Shiba Ainu, for those who don't know, is the kind of it's the dog dog. It's like a Japanese dog, and it's from the dog meme. Yeah, the and, Doge uh, Doki. Yeah, Doge. Some people call it Doge. Some people call it Dog. Um, but basically, they have four different types. So they have uh, a black and white one, and the regular brown and white one. And then they have two different colors of pee. What? So they have yellow pee and blue pee. <laughs> what? And basically, the way they were described, they were received as extremely cute and good boy. Good boy. <laughs> so that's how they described the toy. And and in the in the like ad for the capsule toy, it's got the the dog peeing on someone's legs. Yeah. Oh, so I don't know if the it. legs come separately or yeah. not. But uh, yeah, I, um, I think it's just funny because like uh, the the name of the company who made it is Koella, and uh, the craftsman from it said yeah. they hope that you'll admire the satisfied far off look in the dog's eyes as they relieve themselves. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> what? And that they they, that they get pissed on with other figures. So I, I guess you just stick yeah. it to another figure you have. Yeah, that must that must be what what it was saying with the with the legs because they they obviously aren't in this that the legs don't come in the capsule. So they must have just put it to show you that you can put it with other capsule toys. Yeah. and have the dog pee on them. Yeah, That's and so like just imagine it's someone's job to kind of get this plastic pee and stick it into the dog. <laughs> yeah, I mean two different colors as well. Like What's depending on what you want, for? you can either have the the nice ice blue. Or the uh, <laughs> frozen slushy yellow. Oh. <laughs> like the ice blue is but, looking uh, healthy. The yellow is basically yeah, dehydrated it a, pee. It was a weird yeah. one. So was there um, one even so weirder than that? Yeah, there's, so, the, so the last one for, for today's capsule catch-up is the weirdest one I've ever seen. <laughs> okay. I don't know if there's some that I haven't come across yet, but this literally, uh, right before we did this new special, I was just checking the news in Japan and they just released a news article on a new capsule toy. 
Um, so the one that they've just released is mm. one called the Poop Flinging Game. <laughs> so I'll put I'll put all of these up on the Instagram so you guys can see what we're talking Ooh. about. But basically, it's um, it's a it's kind of a clip. So it's kind of like a little triangular clip that you could flick something off of. So you'll you'll have to see what I'm talking about. But if you just think of like a little catapult where you can pull it down and flick it, and it will flick the poop. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. So it's got like a, a white clip. And then it has. Wait, wait. On, on that a, clip, it's got. Yeah, legs. on the on the clip is is legs open in a really weird way. It looks like a turkey or something. Yeah, that's and then so it's a butt. <laughs> and then it's got little poops, and each poop is collectible. So the actual poops are collectible. It's not necessarily oh, the butts no. that you use to flick them. And then you get a bunch of different accessories depending on which one you get. So you get ten different pieces of poop. So they have two styles of oh. poop. There's the emoji style poop, and then there's a normal turd-looking poop. All right. So depending on which one you buy, and then depending on which one you buy, you can get different things to flick the poop into. So you can either get a mat that has little spaces for you to try and land the poop on, or you can get a little like it looks like a toilet seat but without the back. So you have to try and flick it and get it through the toilet. Yeah. Or there's Whoa. one that looked like I at first when I saw it I thought it was a baby's yeah. crib or a <laughs> urinal, and then I showed it to Tala and I was like Tala, what is this? Like, what, are you flicking poop at the baby? And he was like, I think it's um, one of those standing toilets or squat yeah, toilets. Squat toilet. So you fl- you can either flick it into a regular toilet, a squat toilet, or onto a mat to see how many you can get. <laughs> yeah, because in, in, in Japan spaces. you have to be careful when you go to public toilets because some of them are actually squat toilets. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, some of them are the beautiful, blissful, heated seat, plastic wrap experience that you can't miss out on. So take your chances, guys. Go and use those public toilets. <laughs> With those hydro-powered jets of water streaming out. Yeah, and, you, and they, have, they have like plastic wrap that goes around and like toilet covers so that you don't have to sit on someone else's pee toilet. Mm-hmm. Like that you literally have, they basically clean themselves for you. So... Pretty pretty nice experience, but I don't know if I would cop the poop flinging game. It's really cheap though, to be fair. Like it's one of the cheapest capsule toys I've seen. It's 200 yen. Most of the ones I saw were 400 yen. <laughs> and the Shiba the Shiba one was 300 yen. Uh, and that's think, just one figure why. that stands up. No one's gonna fucking buy With this it. one, you get you get three different games and yeah. it's 200 yen. That's kind of a steal. Alright, so after the first five minutes, how long would you think you'll be playing with it? I don't even think I'd last five minutes. Yeah, I, I would. I would probably flick one poop and be disgusted. Yeah, I'd just probably flush it, it flush it down the toilet. That's where yeah, it belongs. Flush it down the toilet where it belongs. Yeah. <laughs> it would have been nicer if they made collectible butt cheeks. <laughs> well, okay. Good At least put put like a one up, like different colors. To be honest, I think there probably is a place in Japan that specializes in that. <laughs> collectible butt cheeks. <laughs> oh, that's uh, weird. Well, bro. anyway, that's it for the capsule toy catch up. We'll come back next week with with one, two, three different. Uh, capsules and we'll do a little segment yeah try and try and keep it weekly i'm sure there's enough <laughs> capsule toys that have come out over <laughs> over the past probably 20 years to keep us engaged probably yeah so we'll let you guys know yeah. and we'll start a little instagram story stash point <clears throat> where we keep all of the all of the ones from the different weeks yeah and, and i think that's it for this week's like this week's new special as well, as well. Yeah. this episode yeah it's actually the longest new special we've done i think yeah yeah so a lot of stuff happened, I guess. <laughs> we were off happened. as yeah. well. But yeah. yeah, that's it for today's episode. Thanks again, guys, for listening. Follow us on our socials. And yeah, we'll see you guys again next week. Same time. Bye. Peace. Catch you next week.
Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.